Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 210. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, I'm here. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Also, check out our sports podcast after this. Uh, but let's get right into things with... Uh, do you know the Oscars are still happening this year? Of course. I've followed all the news, uh, especially the weird timing that they have done. So I uh, haven't. I haven't looked up what anything is, you know, what's all that. I know that Mank, your uh, your feature film Mank, got a lot of awards, right? Or noms, I guess. Nominations, yes, of course. So uh, should we just dive right in with these? Yeah. So um, first off, first off, I'll tell you about the, the timing difference. Um, they extended the window for movies released to February 28th, 2021. So you know, a few weeks back is when a movie could be submitted or released and still be eligible for the Oscars. I don't know how much of a difference that made. I don't know how many movies actually got in under that little extension. Yeah, I mean... Probably like a couple. Because most of these movies were, I mean, I'd all of them were produced before the pandemic and were ready to be released. It was just whether they wanted to, to release them or not. Godzilla versus Kong is just going to have to wait for next year. Yeah, yeah, that's an early front runner. Uh, it's coming out in a few in a few weeks. So uh, I'm sure it's going to get all 90s on Rotten Tomatoes, but... Uh, so you're probably going to know a lot more about most of these uh, than myself. Most yeah, of them I haven't yeah, even so heard of, I don't think. I, I'm I want to watch every single one nominated before. I try to do that every year, but I always leave like two off. So the but, first uh, picture, uh, or first one nom uh, for best picture is The Father. Anthony Hopkins. It. Yeah, not seen it. I don't think it's available yet. No, it's the one that's not. I think that's one that did actually. I think it was at Sundance, like this year's Sundance is when it was officially released. Yeah, but I guess what I mean World is I don't think it, you can do video on demand for it. No, no, you can't. Uh, looks like uh, it's got a UK release of June 11th. So uh, good luck with that. You know, Anthony Hopkins, that's going to be a sad day. Yeah, when we get to when we get to the best actor nominees, I do want to talk a bit about him because there's uh, some interesting stuff here. And he's old. He's born in 37. Yep. Yeah. Well, All we'll, right. We'll get into it. Yeah. So the other best picture, you got Judas and the Black Messiah. I've seen that one. That was an HBO uh, show movie. You got Mank, Andy's I've seen uh, it. favorite. He's featured in it, too, I believe. You have Minari. Yes, I'd like to see Minari. Uh, I hope to, to see it before the awards happen, which um, April 25th. I don't 25th, think so I've heard of that at all. It's starring uh, Stephen Yoon of The Walking Dead, Glenn from The Walking Dead. And he is a, uh, I think it's in the 1980s, he is a Korean immigrant who uh, starts a farm in Arkansas. I believe that's the premise. And Oh, wow. Uh, th this came out Sundance 2020 and was a, a big hit there and it's just one of those things where like when are we ever going to put this out and i think i think you you can actually access this one you can rent this one okay and then next you have uh no man land nomad land yes 
and I did watch this a couple weeks back. So if you uh, go back and listen, I, I have my thoughts on that movie. I'd rather just watch Into the Wild again. That old man, so good in there. And then uh, Promising Young Woman. I have not seen this, but this is also one I wanted to see. Um, maybe we'll talk a little more about uh, how theaters are actually open again. It's actually our next story, Andy. Yeah, um, but uh, I looked. One place was showing this one. Okay. Uh, but not not here locally that I could find it. So uh, that, that's been on... You could rent that for the last month or so, but it's 20 bucks. And I'm just not, Ugh. you know, I'm not going to do that. Your TV, though, is kind of a theater. But yeah, I get it. Not for 20 bucks. No. Then you got Sound of Metal. I watched this one. I liked it a lot. It's on Amazon. So if you have Amazon, you can check that one out. And then the last one is the Chicago, the trial of the Chicago 7. I have also seen this one. This is on Netflix. So. A good number of these are available on streaming services. So Mank and Trial of Chicago 7 are Netflix movies. They were always going to be Netflix movies. So Crazy. They, that's nice. Uh, Sound of Metal went to Amazon and Nomadland went to Hulu. So those those four you can watch right now. Judas and the Black Messiah was on HBO Max. It is now left oh, HBO the Max. the month has come and gone, huh? Yeah. Although when I was looking at the theater listings, like this is one of the movies that's out in theaters. So Okay. All right. Do you want to run through the best director? Uh, sure. It's, I, know I don't know if I have too many takes on these. it. <laughs> uh, Thomas Vinterberg. Do not know him. Yeah, for another round. David Fincher for Mank. Yes, of course. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. So I've only seen two of these movies out of the five, so I don't have uh, too much to say, although yeah. uh, Chloe Zhao won the Golden Globe, so you'd think she'd be the favorite for the Oscar here. Okay. All right, moving right along, and uh, I imagine we'll only do these next two uh, categories, but Best Actor, Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal. He's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great performance. Are they ever going to so. do, um, what's the Tom Hardy, uh, he's a bad superhero guy? Venom 2? Yeah, what happened to Venom 2? That's already filmed. That, that'll be out this year, All I right. think. Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom girl? No. <laughs> Fat Bottom girl? <laughs> uh, Anthony Hopkins, the father. He's just great. Gary Oldman, Mank. Steven Yoon for Minari. So it's a tough, uh, tough one right there. Yeah. So here, here's the thing um, about this category that is uh, very interesting is that it's it's incredibly diverse. The Oscars has always been criticized. Oh, it's not diverse enough. Uh, there's a diversity in all kinds of ways. So Steven Yoon, first Asian American to be nominated for Best Actor. Riz Ahmed, the first Muslim to be nominated for Best Actor. Anthony Hopkins, the oldest person to be ever nominated for Best Actor. Okay. And then and Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman was in Batman. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but the favorite is, is of course, Chadwick Boseman, who won the Golden Globe. And, yeah, these um, guys might as well not even go get a tux for this thing. If any of them win it, uh, it's they're going to get like booed probably. It's, They'll be rioting in uh, Hollywood or something. Yeah. So I've not seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's not something that's 
interest me. Uh, it is on Netflix, but that's that's a consensus is that you know he he was fantastic in it, and you add in the the tragic story that he I mean died a couple months before it came out that mm-hmm. uh, he seems like a heavy favorite. All righty, and uh, our last one here, best actress. You have Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for uh, Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand Dormand for Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I've only seen, seen any of these movies. I've only seen one of them. I can't. <laughs> In every yeah. single thing I've just said, I haven't seen a single one of these movies. Yeah. Uh, well, they're they're out there. I did watch a Gary Oldman movie for uh, what I've been watching, but none of the above. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to go through all the rest of them, but I do no. want to highlight a couple of things here. Uh, best supporting actor is Keith Stanfield for Jews the Black Messiah. He was the lead character in that. And uh, they, they asked him about it and he's like, I have no idea why they dominated me. That doesn't make any sense, but uh, they did. So... <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Glenn Close nominated for Hillbilly Elegy and she was also nominated for a Razzie for the same role see people just need to go get out of their own asses she was phenomenal (laughs) Razzie is bad right yeah so uh, people are so stupid yeah oh my god (sighs) I think it's also uh, worth mentioning that Borat 2 Got an Oscar nomination for best screenplay. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, I think I've grown out of that. I don't really care. Uh, the the thing where he goes to the like anti coronavirus rally and sings a song is that'll hold up forever. That'll be like, you know, in history class a hundred years from now when they're like showing moments like what was it like? I'm like, oh, this comedian did this thing where he went to a rally and sung a t- horrible song. It's like I think I think it'll be in the books forever. Mm. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Okay, well, moving right along. Yes, uh, finally, theaters, movie theaters uh, in our area, including Los Angeles, have have or will be reopening. Uh, my local theater over the bridge here is on uh, Friday. So I've already looked, and I'm uh, there's a chance I go see uh, Marksman, Liam Neeson. Oh, that's what's showing at your theater. Okay, It's one of them. I mean, there's a handful yeah. of things, but... Of what's available, that's what I was like. Eh, go for some action, always. Yeah, when I looked at my uh, theater across the street, uh, it was it was shit. Nothing I wanted to see. Hmm. So I mean, there was that. Uh, there's the Tom Hanks movie that I still haven't seen. I think eh. that's coming on News of the New, World. Yeah, I don't know if that. It just looked like it'd be kind of boring. So it's no terminal. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I it's uh, Paul Greengrass, I believe, who you know did like the Bourne movies and good stuff. So. Yeah, but he's, he's a good not director. kicking ass. He's 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 a delivery man of newspaper. I I don't even know what the premise is. Actually, I think he brings news to the rest other parts of the world, and then he finds this boy or girl or something, and they it's a you know an unlikely bond forms. Yeah, I think I, I don't know, but yeah. So uh, go uh, support movie theaters. Uh, I think mine is 40%. I don't know how they're doing it, but it says on their website they're allowing for 40% capacity. Um, yeah, I thought it was like 25, but I think it's like 
I think the standards are going to be like it'll get up quicker and quicker and quicker every week. Yeah, I mean, 40% is probably about as full as I've ever seen a movie theater in the last five years. Yeah, Unless you're going go to see, see Christopher Nolan's, you know, first day available movie or something. Yeah, you aren't uh, going to see uh, Avengers or anything like that. So Yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving uh, right on along with the show, an actor died. Yes. So today uh, it was announced that the actor... Uh, Yafet Koto has uh, has passed, and uh, he is not a um, huge name, but he's been in some a lot of movies that I really enjoyed. So I just wanted to uh, draw attention to that. He was uh, in Alien, he was in The Running Man, and he was also in the Bond film Live and Let Die, where he pay- played the uh, villain here. And I that's that's one of my favorite Bond movies. So. Uh, he was he was 81 years old. Just a, a guy who's been in a million things. Just a regular working actor. Um, I recognize him, but yeah, yeah, I haven't he, seen him anything in a long time. It's not going to be the biggest, uh, you know, Hollywood death. But I just wanted to say it's like it was a big part. Uh, Live and let die is a big part of my uh, life. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, yeah. Very, uh, very good, Andy. Eighty-one, though. Solid, uh, solid life. All right. Well, moving on. Tell us about HBO Max getting cheaper, if you can handle it. Uh, they did announce that HBO Max will offer an ad-supported version. I believe in June is when it'll launch. So it'll be uh, ten bucks instead of fifteen bucks a month. But they've promised. So here's the interesting thing: none of the HBO content will have ads. So you're, you know, you're, uh, the show is on there. I don't even know what HBO's original programming is right now, but I'm thinking if you watch the Sopranos or like Bill Maher or something like that. Yeah. It's not going to pepper in, you know, an enterprise rent a car ad. Yeah. And I imagine that the the people at HBO like proper are like insistent upon that because that really ruins those shows were not meant for ads. So there's no breaks and it's really would. Yeah. I mean, how would they even do that just like code in every 10 minutes to have an ad yeah i mean if you've ever watched like youtube stuff with ads it's sometimes awful oh you know what when i get into what i've been watching i'm gonna bash uh the sci-fi channel god damn it literally it was like morning radio but i'll get there yeah okay okay uh there's another texas chainsaw massacre sequel yeah they cannot give up this franchise uh, I'm hoping this is the end here, though. Uh, it's been announced that there's going to be a, there's a new one in develop, development from uh, Fede Alvarez, who has directed some good horror movies as of recently. He did the uh, Evil Dead remake slash sequel. And then also uh, Don't Breathe, the one where they uh, go to the blind guy's house and it's all dark and they have to try to rob him. It's a that's a great one. Great, great movie. So this guy is definitely talented. And his idea for this one is going to be a true sequel in that uh, Leatherface will be an old man, an old, old man. So uh, that's why I'm hoping it's this is the end, that they make make this one good and then be like, we're not revisiting this for like 50 years. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole story of like the origin of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like how it all came about was – the, the guy was in a hardware store and he was waiting in line and he saw, you know, a wall with some chainsaws on them. And he's like, I bet if I turn one of those on, 
everyone would run and be afraid. And then, wah! And then, obviously, you, you get a little grittier with it. You add in, you know, uh, pieces of Ed Gein and and so on and so forth to make the the horrific legend. But you know, so a lot of people believe that footage from like the two thousand and three one, like with that old camera sound. It's like that's total bullshit. It's all you know, fake. But so there you go, folks. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's. I'm not saying it's a bad concept. The those. The movies when they were good were good, but let's you know let's end it. They've, they've tried to reboot it like nine times. You know the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from uh, 1994, the Next Generation. I'm seeing, and you may have already known this, but had oh, Renee this. Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. Of course, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I've never seen it, but I know it. Someday, yeah, I don't maybe. know which ones of those I've even seen. Like, but okay. All right. Finally, the movie we've been waiting. for five years for the reviews are out. It's available tomorrow as you're listening to this. So here's the thing, Sean. Do you want to play the Rotten Tomatoes game? Oh yeah, absolutely. So you can play it because I already know. So I get to do it by myself. That's not as fun. Yes, but still, uh, that's gonna be fun. All right. And again, I don't know how much I like Rotten Tomatoes because of like things like Hillbilly Elegy, where it's like they get political and that doesn't have anything to do with the movie. These people, I, I think, have a trouble wearing a separate hat from who they worship. So keep in mind, Rotten Tomatoes collects data. They don't they don't make reviews. I'm not talking about Rotten Tomatoes as yeah. a whole. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about the people that plug in their review. So there's 120 reviews of this. I so literally pretty, read a, a review example. for um, that movie Ben Shapiro like produced. And the guy was like, I hate the creator's politics. This movie sucked. And that was like from like the Atlantic or HuffPo or something. That was a review. I was like, well, OK. They could both be true, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ben Shapiro has it in him to make a good movie. Well, he, again, he didn't make the movie. Making, yeah. But I'd still want to see it. It has, like I said, I don't remember his name. The, the trailer I watched looked kind of gnarly. But, okay, I I have my, my uh, score. Are you ready? Yes. 61. You are well under. Oh, wow. A 78. <whistles> and I almost did 71. But then I was like, eh, I don't know. Okay. It's it's interesting because uh, I was not expecting that at all. The original Justice League got a forty percent, and he he is still the credited director. I mean, he did he was behind the camera for the bulk of uh, it, most of that filming and everything. Uh, he just didn't have any say on the edit. Uh, but this is also coming in at four hours and two minutes. At I don't know. I mean, all the reviews are saying. Yeah, this is better. It makes more sense when you add in all the stuff they cut. But uh, this cannot absolve him. Like, you're insane if you thought you could make a four-hour fucking comic book movie. Or, or just he's artsy. Well, yeah, that's fine. But, like, you had to know no one was going to let you put a four-hour comic book movie in theaters. So if it only made sense, if it was only good, if you allowed all four hours to be in there, then you did a shitty job. Yeah, 
I, I don't know. That's going to be, I, I still yeah. don't even know if I'm going to be committing to watch it. Um, I might try, but it's going to take I, I think, me a week. Yeah. I think uh, he even put out like a thing of like, here's where you should stop watching it and then pick up later. Okay. Like, there, there was, I think it's some rumor that they might just put it out as like actual episodes at some point, but they, they decided not to. See, I'm fine with just pausing it where I please. And then I, it's more, you know, available to yeah. me versus like, oh, there's not 30 minutes on this episode. It's like, I'll still pause it wherever I want. Yeah. So with four hours, which is an extra two hours from the, the original cut, um, that's going to be more Jason Momoa. Just want to put that out there. I know. And I'll, I'll get over it. Um, I'm still not sold on the guy. I don't get it. I, I understand he's probably very charismatic and, you know, he remembers people's names and everyone likes that. And he looks like a homeless guy, but he can bench press, you know, a, a Prius. So it's cool. But every movie he's been in has been a piece of shit. Maybe shy of this one and another like Avenger movie or something. So I'm looking at his uh, his history. And yeah, so before Aquaman, he hadn't made a movie that was uh, fresh. Mm hmm. He made a movie in 2018. It's called Braven, and he plays Joe Braven. <laughs> that sounds that sounds horrible. Yet yeah. it's got a 77%. Okay. Who knows? Uh, yeah, he's okay. also got Dune. He's got Dune coming out this year, and that's probably going to be great. So, I mean, if anything, it just means you can get a second chance in life. You can get a third. You can get a 17th chance in life. Mm -hmm. Charismatic. That's all you have to do. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we get into what we've been watching, that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends at the Clipless Leash. Formerly known as the Simple Doggy, head to thecliplessleash.com to get the dog leash you've been waiting for. And if you plug in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for, and it works with your dog's current collar or harness. All righty. How many things do you have, Andy? Six, but oh, they're wow. not that. They're not that in-depth, you know? Okay. I have three, and none of them are that in-depth. Maybe one. Actually... One's very in-depth. You'll see okay. what I mean when I get there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's... Uh, you want to go a couple? I'll go one. You go a couple type of thing? I'm going to take three off the board real quick here. Yeah, take them off the or, board. Or not that quick, but, uh, you know. Uh, so I've been watching uh, Disney movies over the, over this past year with my Disney Plus subscription, which I'll end up canceling at some point. Did you watch when I get through all the when I get through all the things I want to watch, no, I didn't watch Heavyweights. I get it for uh, free. I, I know, but I did watch The Incredibles 1 and 2. Nice. So I'd seen the first Incredibles a while ago, didn't really enjoy it that much. Never seen Incredibles 2. And on the rewatch, yeah, Incredibles 1 doesn't do a lot for me, but Incredibles 2 is really good. I like them both. They're funny. They're hip. The little kid's like feet bad. when he's running, it's funny. Yeah, it's not that it's bad. It just, I liked two a lot better and you could see the Im improvement in the technology oh yeah i mean crazy. what is that 15 years apart or something yeah it was these scenes were were amazing this the sound was incredible incredible too just i i'd use that word on accident incredible um, yeah and it's got a it had 
Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. I'm always ready for that. Uh, but yeah, that's like a legitimately great movie. Pixar knows what they're doing. It's like, this is, this is, this is good. Yeah, very good. Uh, and I continued on with my Pixar watching by uh, heading over to Finding Dory after this. I've never so seen sequel, that one. The sequel to Finding Nemo, never saw this either. I'm like, you know, I, I better watch all the Pixars while I have this Disney Plus subscription. So. And you're getting your money's worth. Yeah, I mean, it, I've, I've said it like multiple weeks already. Every time I watch these, Pixar knows what they're doing. They know how to push the right buttons to make you feel things. Uh, they made they made Dory, which is like, a, a you know, the, the comic relief character. And they turned her like funny condition into uh, something meaningful and something sad and something uh, human, even though they're they're fish. But it's like it was they, they made her the central character here. And uh-huh. OK, yeah, it was uh, also very good. I don't know if I'd say it's as good as the original, but I haven't seen that one in a decade or something, but. I recently watched that actually the f- the first one again. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're good. It's fun. The seagulls um, fine, fine. Yeah, this one had um, uh, D from Always Sunny. Oh wow! Yeah, she was like a some sort of whale slash dolphin. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. fish combo. Yeah. All right. I'm just uh, for. I'll do two of them because they're very much the same. Uh, I'm still watching <laughs> Assembly Required and Last Man Standing. And uh, Assembly Required is not what I thought immediately or, you know, uh, ultimately. It's you know, these guys that they're building things. I thought it'd be like household things like you're going to repair this. No, they're building like the last episode they built with tools and equipment that they send them. A lazy boy lawnmower that could also it, it had a detached weed whacker and some other lawn uh, care tools and uh, yeah it's it's insane it's kind of funny they built a uh, the episode before that they built a bicycle grill which was kind of cool uh, but it's it's entertaining enough it, it's kind of fun uh, and then last man standing I don't know how to but I guess the way to explain it is you can kind of tell when a show knows it's their last season. You just kind of feel like they're like, ah, oh, we could say something funny, but we kind of just want to take a bow. You know, we've, we've done this for 10 seasons where here we are, you know, whereas like season two, like they're still going to pack it, but now they kind of just expand on it a little bit full further or something like that. I, I don't really know, but there's just, there's, there's a difference. There's something in the air that slows them down on a final season, but it's still good. It's just not as consistent as before. Yeah. But yeah, it's still going. I don't even know when it ends. I don't know what episode it even is right now, but it's good. At one point, you'll just uh, open up the thing and I'll be like, oh, that was it. Nothing left. Yeah. None more. It'll be like the end of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. All right, so you have three more. I have one. So I've got two that i um, seen before that I just watched again. Uh, Detective Pikachu on HBO Max. Oh. I saw that it was leaving. I'm like, oh, I should watch that again. I saw that in theaters. That was two whole years ago at this point. Uh, that's I fun. still that's... remember that episode of the pod when I was reading the like box office or something. And I moved the emphasis on the word somewhere. 
It's like Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And you're like, you sound like Christopher Walken. <laughs> Never yeah, seen I think it. Though. Have, he would have a uh, some trouble saying that whole thing, but uh, I should have looked it up. But like, I don't know if there's any plans for a sequel or anything. That, that seemed to be uh, make money and stuff, and you know, it brought it brought pokemon to real life and that's yeah, if it was successful enough they'll make a sequel yeah and then i also uh watched the uh captain america the winter soldier uh because that uh tv show the falcon and yeah, the winter soldier on friday so i want to like oh, i'll go back and watch that one uh which introduces both of those characters so all right uh, that that's that's probably still my favorite of all of the marvel mo- movies i think that one's just it holds up by itself. It's just a good like a Captain America movie. movie? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. well, there's no space. There's no lasers. Uh, it just it's some, you know, above average strength people fighting and shit. And there's guns sometimes. But it's it's, you know, it's pretty grounded. And- I think I don't like him because of the perfect score, but also because I th- I see Captain America as like, you know, Timmy. You shouldn't litter. It's bad for the environment. Like he is Captain Planet or whatever you call him. Yeah, they're the same character. Yeah, exactly. And I think because of that, I have no idea if that's what he's actually like. Um, although I have seen clips here and there of an Avengers where like Downey Jr. is like, fuck off, nerd. And so maybe that's why it's hammering that home in my mind. But yeah, so in the... The one after this, that Civil War, that's where uh, they fight Captain America and Iron Man. They now don't like each other and have to fight. So uh, maybe you saw someone from that. But but they, no, they make fun of that uh, image of Captain America in um, the Spider-Man movie where he's they're showing videos at his high school. And it's like it is like Captain America doing that thing like drugs are for losers. I've you don't want to definitely seen the Spider-Man's. I don't I kind of remember that. Not maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but like the whole what's funny about that is like Captain America is now like wanted by the government at that point in time. <laughs> and like, oh, so that was a uh, that was a funny joke from that one. But OK, uh, but uh, I mean, if you didn't like him, it's over. Like there's no more Captain America. That's why his two like sidekicks have to team up for this Disney Plus show. Yeah, well, maybe I'll watch it one of these days. Who knows? All right. You ready for my last one? OK. I watched from 2018, Gary Oldman, Gerard Butler, Hunter Killer. Have you even heard of this movie? Uh, I don't know. If you told me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. But no. So uh, it's he's a, a submarine guy. I guess like those like really cool subs are called Hunter Killers. And they have to go to Russia to thwart a coup and it's i want to combine like a submarine movie which i want to go back and watch like under siege or which i don't know if that's a submarine movie one of those movies is a submarine movie uh as well as like lone survivor because there's also a few seals up top doing a lot of the legwork above the water and holy crap it's actually a really good movie um Gary Oldman, come on. Uh, it does have common in it, which I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to use your rap name for movies. But also, why is his rap name common? Uh, 
and then it also has like Linda Cardellini. But all in all, it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's entertaining. It has some like humanity in it. And then it has like, not all Russians are bad, but a lot of them are uh, that kind of thing. And <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. it. But and I kind of touched on this earlier. Holy shit. So every like seven to ten minutes of the movie was followed up by five and a half minutes of ads courtesy of sci-fi. I didn't know what to do. Well, I mean, you were accessing it through their like website or something. What's going on? No, I watched. I recorded it on Hulu. Oh, OK. I don't believe that works. Yeah. So that part sucked, uh, but it was a, a good enough movie to watch two hours, but was probably two and War? a half. What's that? Is it Cold War or like modern? Oh, it's modern. And the Russians are still the bad guys. Russians are always the bad guys. It's easy. I know, but like they have to hide it more when it's not Cold War. Yeah, but you can't really like have submarines go into the you know center of Pakistan. But it's usually it's never there might be Russians, but they're not like they're not Putin's Russians. They're like, well, this was a different Chechen president terrorists. For, for them. They were just taking over like they're the you know highest ranking ranking general was trying to take over that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And these people weren't even supposed to be there. The Americans to know about it. Uh, but, you know. Kind of behind enemy line style. That was good, though. Yep. All right. What's your last one? Yeah. So uh, you had said to me you tried to watch The King of Staten Island and you uh, didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was garbage. Very boring, dull, not funny. Okay. Except for Bill well, Burr. I liked Bill Burr. So I watched the uh, the whole thing and um, I don't agree. I think there's plenty of funny moments and it's definitely... Uh, an interesting character. It's a different type of character, different type of movie that you're not going to see movies made about uh, people like that, where um, you can just put it, put it out there like a total loser who's going nowhere and has yeah. no ambition in life. Um, and I don't like that. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, but it actually like goes into to why uh, the, the problem with this movie and maybe it was intentional, but or it's just this is how Judd Apatow works. Is that it? Just it's too long. It's it's meandering. It doesn't know where it's going. Yeah, hour um, five <laughs> yeah. at most. It's two hours and twenty minutes, and there's like a point where like the last act of the movie seems like shouldn't have existed. Although it might be the best part of the movie, and it's just you you wait so long to get there, and it seems like the whole movie already ended. Like there's a point where I thought it was the climax of the movie. I was like, all right, it's done. And then yeah, he's it's like, well, that firehouse and it's like, OK, he's, he's figuring his shit out. Yeah. And it's like that should have happened at like 30 minutes, not an hour and 40 minutes. Because <laughs> like it just it kind of. Takes a long time to get where it's going. When Bill um, Burr yelled at him for tattooing his kid, that was the funniest part. And again, that's where it got, you know, a stay of execution. I was about to power that thing down. And then I was like, oh, that's Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I liked the friends and then they turned out to be like actual criminals. And I was like, well, that's a weird choice. I don't know. Well, they're drug dealers. Well, OK, drug dealers are different than like actual criminals to me. Uh, I don't know what they were doing other than that. <laughs> I, I also wasn't paying the closest attention. Yeah. But, but you enjoyed it. Definitely. Huh? Yeah, they're it's too long, but they're they're good performances. 
It was funny. I was thinking uh, at one point the movie was a lot like uh, a movie I liked that I saw a while ago called Cyrus with Jonah oh, Hill. Yeah, and uh, John C. Riley. Yes, where he's trying to uh, like break up his mom and her boyfriend. And the uh-huh. mom in that movie is Marissa Tomei. And the mom in this movie is Marissa Tomei. So typecast. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, that's, that's strange. Uh, and Bill Burr, John C. Riley, the guy. Yeah, same, same guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, only one of those was in the River Wild. Yeah. John C. Riley. Oh my God, John C. Riley just reminded me of the other story I forgot to talk about in the news. So well, you're getting it. So that's that's it. So King of Staten Island on HBO Max. I liked it, but it's too long. But that's that's what Apatow does. It takes forever to make his movies. This is a uh, forty and funny people. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want the last news story here? Yeah. Sorry to wait. Wait till the end here. Little uh, uh, extra bits right here. Burnt ends. They announced the cast for the Lakers show. What is that? Remember this? The Lakers show. Remember when this was announced? No. Uh, Adam McKay is producing a show about the LA Lakers of the 1980s. Is it a miniseries? I'm sure it's just going to be a miniseries. I don't think it's going to be 19 seasons or something. I wasn't sure if it was a movie. I I didn't hear if you. I was searching. Yeah, I I think it's a series. I think I'm on it. So they had already announced, and this is a while back, that uh, Jason Clark would be playing Jerry West, and that seems that seems good. I like that. Okay, I'm on the right thing then. Uh, but today they just put out a thing of who the uh, rest of the cast will be. I don't see uh, John C. Riley on here. So John C. Riley playing Doctor Jerry Bus. Oh, there he is. Geez, way at the end. How many people are in this thing? A fuck ton. But it's got all all the characters. Uh, Donald Sterling is going to be in it as a character, you know. Uh, oh boy, interesting. He's not part of the Lakers organization, but a big part of LA basketball. Uh, the other big casting news: Adrian Brody as Pat Riley. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's that's exciting. Got some real people in there, and it's it's Adam McKay with John C. Riley again. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, but I feel like this might be a little bit more serious than uh, yeah their other yeah, work. Definitely. But he's also very good at that so. yeah all right he's got range yeah oh cool and uh any idea of when this is coming out i mean no <laughs> this is released date just 2022 yeah i remember this this was announced like pre-covid and it's like hmm. yeah and then you know you know what happens oh yeah i forgot all but, about yeah, that there's like this younger woman in there i'm like who's this and it's like her name is this and then she marries kurt ramis i'm like oh shit yeah She's still part of the Lakers organization. She's Jeannie Buss is like best friend. Hmm. I was like, That'll yeah, be cool I'll be see. all over yeah. that. Yeah. Old Lakers. Cool. Yeah. LeBron's probably jealous. He's like, oh, make me an Anthony Davis show. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, tune into that in a, a while. Well, anything else to add before we wrap it up? No, we got that that last news in there. That was very yeah, important. well done on that uh, last little bit. That was a good. Uh, little, he didn't say John C. Riley. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 210 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off Road. He prefers the Clippers, Andy. I do, and thank you. We'll see you later. <laughs>